0: Last week when I was up here, uh, I went a little long. It was surprising. It was, it, was, it was a new thing. I can't promise that today. I'm sorry. Uh, but what I noticed from last week was that my sermons were a little longer, and so I figured maybe this one might be a little shorter for you all, just to put some back into the, the bank, as we called it in the marriage class, the love bank, my uh, time bank for you all, just to keep things right in the world. I want to go ahead and welcome all our visitors with us this afternoon or morning. Um, I am not the normal preacher; I'm the intern. Jacob is out of town preaching a gospel meeting right now throughout Wednesday. It's in Saratoga, uh, but because of his absence, I get to preach and bring forth two lessons today, and one of them's already been done. Uh, but this sermon, this the second sermon, is one that I have particularly enjoyed writing and getting together. It's a, it's a lesson on something that I deal with and struggle with every day. Not, not easily, it's not something easy or that comes easy to me, and it's something that I think we all deal with. So if you'll look at me in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 18. Or actually, we'll start in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. This morning I want to talk about that idea. You see, we all have to deal with other people besides ourselves. It's not something, it's not a world where we can live alone and peaceably and by ourselves and never interact with anyone else. In fact, every day we deal with other people. We deal with spouses, classmates, teachers, bosses, coworkers. We have people who make us happy, who are a joy to be around. And we have people who make life rough. And we dread being around them. And every day that we deal with other people, there are so many different conditions or or situations we might find ourselves in, that we may have different reactions or emotions that come out of it. And sometimes we may want to rejoice with how someone has praised our work or treated us kindly, but then sometimes we may feel like losing our temper because of an argument or something that someone has said about us. And all these situations can either go really well for us, or they can fall flat on our face and cause problems for us in, in the future. But what Paul tells us in Romans 12, he, he tells us how to interact with people, no matter who they are or the way they are to us. And this morning I want to look at that. In Romans twelve eighteen, Paul tells us that if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And what he is asking us to do or telling us to do is to deal with mean people. And so that's what I'm going to look at this morning. How do we deal with mean people? Now, we all can be mean people and we all interact with mean people. You can ask my wife, when I am angry or frustrated about how the day has gone, I become a mean person. I am grumpy and normally I'm grumpy until I get some kind of food or I can get off my feet. And that's, that's just how I struggle with being a mean person. When things don't go my way, my emotions get the better of me. And most of the times we also have that in us. And we also have to deal with people who are just not having a good day. But sometimes it seems like some people are not having a good day every single day that we meet them. And they are mean and they are rude and they are hurtful. And it causes problems with us because how do we treat them when they have just been constantly barraging us with names and insults How do we deal with them? Sometimes it seems like the easy response would be to lash out, to just yell at them, to physically fight them. But that's really not what we're called to do. And in fact, Paul tells us the exact opposite, that we are supposed to deal peaceably with all people. And this is difficult, but we all have to do it. But this doesn't mean that we roll over and give up just so we can appease that person and sacrifice what we are trying to do. This also does not mean that I'm going to remain quiet and not voice my opinions because I don't want to anger someone. No, trying to this this means that I'm going to deal with mean people in a way that I would deal with every other person in my life. I'm going to conversate with them. I'm going to get to the root of the issues. And I'm going to work with them. But dealing with mean people requires a few different things. So look with me in chapter 12 starting in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no, re, repay no evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Verse 17 tells us that in order to live peaceably with all people, we have to give respect to all people. How do I deal with mean people? Then I show, I show respect to others. That means I show respect to those who maybe don't deserve it in my eyes, just as much as I would show respect to someone who does deserve it. Because how easy is it for us to react angrily to something that someone has said, to give up on showing respect towards someone because of how they've acted towards us? How easy is it for us to not show respect to someone who we just view as lower on the totem pole? They've got a lower end job, They're, they're not as popular as us in school or at work. They're just, not, they're just not on my level. It's easy to not show respect to people we don't view as equals or to people who don't treat us the way we think we deserve to be treated. And we all know how difficult it is to show respect to people. Oftentimes, I often have had the saying going around in my head, well, they don't, if, they don't deserve my, if they don't earn my respect, they don't deserve my respect. That's not what we're told to do by Paul. Our respect is meant to show, be shown to every single person no matter what they do to either earn it or not earn it. But how do we show respect to other people? How do I show respect in order to deal with mean people? Well, in verses 12 and 17, showing respect means I'm not going to retaliate for things that are done. In verses 12 and 17, it talks about not repaying evil for evil or letting, some, letting God take care of people for their own actions. It's not my job to retaliate if someone has hurt me. That means putting my own pride aside and not lashing out when someone calls me a name. It means not lashing out or physically harming someone when someone is trying to just get under my skin and pick at me for every little thing I do. If I'm trying to treat others with a proper respect, then I'm not going to be trying to hurt them. And that's what retaliation does. It means I'm looking for a way to hurt you and respect says don't do that. And instead of retaliating, I'm going to be willing to do the exact opposite. In verse 12, I am going to bless the people who persecute me. This means that I am going to pray for the people who are making my life difficult. I am going to wish that everything in their life goes well and pray for their success. It means I am going to bless them instead of reviling what they do, I'm not going to badmouth their actions or their motives. Instead, I'm just not going to talk bad about them at all. And if someone brings them up, then I am going, going to respectfully talk about them. If I'm treating people with respect, then I am not going to retaliate. And I'm going to try to live peaceably with all people. And in verse 14, we see another way that we live respectfully with mean people. In verse 14, it says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Apologize, verse 15, sorry. Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Living respectfully with people means I'm going to respond properly to all situations. It means if there's something someone is struggling with, I'm not going to laugh at them or make fun of it, or make light of what they're struggling with. Instead, I am going to bear their burden with them. I'm going to put myself in their shoes and understand how it feels to be dealing with anger or with loss. I'm going to put myself in their shoes and understand how it feels to be dealing with greed or addiction. I'm going to learn how to properly react to what they're dealing with. I am going to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. When someone is happy, when something happy is going on in someone's life, whether they got a new promotion, whether a baby has just been born, I am going to rejoice with them. Instead of sitting there and pointing out all the problems that may be coming to their life. Oh, well, you just had a new baby. Well, good luck getting any sleep lately. Oh, you got a new promotion. Well, that just means a lot more work and you're not going to be able to come home as often as you used to. Instead of trying to drag down the good things in someone's life, if I am living respectfully with someone... I'm going to be happy when joyous things occur. And I'm going to weep when sad things happen. Treating others with respect means I understand the situations that I am in and surrounded by. It means that if someone is being mean to me, I'm going to do my best to understand why they're being mean to me. Are they being mean to me because they're just having a really hard day? Are they being mean to me because they took something I said and took it as offensive? Or harsh when it really wasn't meaning to come across that way? Are they being mean to me just because they don't like the way I sound or look? I'm going to try and learn about the situation I am am in and approach it with the proper respect, care, peace that I can afford it. That's what living respectfully with others means. It also means in terms of my own personal life that I am going to act honorably In all things that I do. In verse 17, it says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Treating people with respect means I'm going to act honorably in what I do. It means in business, I am not going to try to to shortcut things or secondhand things to where what I am selling isn't really what I'm selling. It means in school or in work, my work is going to be my 100% best effort and not something that is half-hearted, or useless, or copied. True, doing, living honorably means that everything I do is pleasing to God, is honorable to God. It means I'm going to act honorably with my co-workers. I'm going to treat them the way that I should be treating them. I'm going to give them the proper respect. It means I am going not to not try and cut people out of things just because I want more. It means I am not going to undercut things or cut corners just so I can make a little more money or make my sermon seem a little better. I am not going to focus on the outside of what things are, but rather I'm going to look on the inside because when we act honorably, it means dealing with the core of issues means dealing with my heart. And the first step in trying to deal with mean people means I have to look at myself and wonder, is it something I've done to make them mean? And if it is, we have to be willing to honorably go to that person and apologize and cut out the issue that we have in our own lives. Dealing with mean people requires respect for all of them. Look with me now in chapter 12, starting in verse 20. Chapter 12, starting in verse 20. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil by good. Dealing with mean people requires brotherly love. If I am truly trying to live at peace with all people as best as I can, It means I am going to be treating everyone I meet with brotherly love. It means I am not going to leave you stranded when I see a very clear need in your life. When you come to me and ask me for something, my response is not going to be, nah, you can find someone else to do that. My response should be, how can I do that? How can I help you? Let me find a way. Paul shows us why this is so hard, though, in verse 19 and 20. Because if we were just talking about fellow Christians or brothers and sisters... That could be easy because we all share the same goals. We often are all kind to one another. But treating someone with brotherly love becomes hard when they are mean to you. It's hard to act lovingly to someone who is dragging you down, who is dragging your name through the mud or making life hard for you at school or at work. It's hard to respond by looking for ways to make their life better. And that's the part about true peace or living peaceably with all men that is difficult because it's not always going to be people that we enjoy. And so how do I show brotherly love to one another? Well, it means I'm going to provide for one another. In verse 20, in 21, we see that if there is a need for hunger or thirst, then my first response should be to fill that need, to give food or drink. It means that if there is a need, I'm not going to turn a blind eye towards someone, but instead find a way, if I have the means, to provide for them. Providing may mean that I have room in my house to have someone stay there if they are traveling through. It may mean that I I donate old clothes that I don't wear anymore to people who need it more than I do, instead of just letting them sit in my closet. Providing for others is not me giving every single thing up, though. It's not me looking for ways to just give so I have nothing and other people have everything. Providing for other people means that I look at what I have been blessed with, and I know that that's not all that I, I have, all that I need, and then some. And then I take from that then some and give it to others so that they can be blessed, too. Providing for others means I come out of my own means, and find a way to make someone else's life easier and show love in ways that I can. Showing brotherly love means I am also showing kindness to one another. And in verse 16, we can understand what kindness truly is. Kindness kindness is living in harmony with one another and not being haughty, but associating with the lowly and never being wise in our own sight. To be kind with someone is to be humble in your own life. Because if I am humble and showing humility in what I do, then I am not going to view anyone in my life as lesser than me. I am not going to view someone in my life as, well, they don't need my help. I am going to humbly look at all things around me and understand that I can fill needs in ways that I would have shown a blind eye to before. Being kind means I treat you as my equal equal, and not someone as lesser. And sometimes being kind means we do this with our words. We just show someone kindness with how we affirm their actions. Or we encourage them in their life. Maybe they're they're down because things just haven't been going their way lately. We can show kindness by extending a hand and saying, you can do it. How can I help you? And And encouraging them to continue on. I can also be kind to you by doing what needs to be done. Being kind is not just encouraging you from the sidelines, but sometimes it is that extended hand and getting in there to help someone out. It's that physical action to do something. And it's not always going to be easy because sometimes, like I said, the people that I'm going to be kind with are just too hurtful. The words that they have said, the things they have talked about, whether it's about me or my family, it has caused so many deep wounds that I just can't find it in my heart. To help them out. And no matter how much kindness that I may show to them, it just provokes them to even more wrath or mocking. And it's hard to continue to try and show kindness when someone just seemingly continues to build on wickedness. And sometimes it's also hard because going, being kind to someone and showing this brotherly love means I'm going out of my comfort zone. It's not always going to be comfortable to extend help to someone. Sometimes they, they might push back because they don't want to seem needy or as if they need help. And it's going to feel awkward because here I am trying to help out and the response isn't what I probably expected. Or it may be awkward because this may be someone that I've never talked to or interacted with and here I am wanting to help. Showing brotherly love can be awkward, it can be uncomfortable. But if we're going to live peaceably with all men as far as it depends on us, we're going to show brotherly love to all people. And the third thing that we understand about dealing with mean people comes from Romans 14, if you'll flip a couple pages with me. Romans 14, and we'll begin in verse 13. Romans 14, beginning in verse 13. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but it is unclean for anyone who thinks it unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. But what you eat do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil." For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything indeed is clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. The third way we deal with mean people is by sacrifice. Sometimes dealing with mean people requires me to sacrifice personal comforts, personal things that maybe I don't view as an issue. And looking at this passage, what Paul is telling, he's talking to Christians that they shouldn't be passing judgment on one another for things that someone might view as good to eat or wrong to eat or things that they might drink. But I think this extends to so much more than just food or drink. What this extends to is a willingness to sacrifice things that I may not have an issue with, but someone else might stumble because of it. If I was completely fine with setting aside a portion of my paycheck to be able to go and gamble on games, to find a way to make some more money for myself, if I was completely fine with that, and I set it out in my own budget, and I did that, and then someone came to me and said, Zach, I'm really struggling with that idea or that concept, and I'm struggling with that idea that, yes, you may be setting aside, but I just don't see gambling as, as right or proper, and it's really causing me a stumbling block. If I saw that, and I understand that is a genuine stumbling block, then the first thing I do is not to be defending what I'm doing with my own money. The first thing I am going to do is say, okay, that's not going to happen anymore, I understand. Dealing with mean people, or people in general, requires sacrifice. And just because something seems good in my eyes, and I have no issue with it in my eyes, does not mean it does not make someone else stumble. And if someone has strong convictions about maybe what I'm listening to or what I'm watching or what I am reading, or maybe it's the things that I post on social media, if someone has convictions about the things that I am showing, then my first response should not be to defend things that I do or post. My first response should be, well, I'm sorry. I did not mean to put a stumbling block in front of you. And out of love, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to sacrifice things that I may not have an issue with. And in verse 20, perhaps the, the most important verse of this passage in Romans 14 about sacrificing, Paul tells us why we do this. In verse 20 he says, Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. We can take that word food out of that passage if we so wanted to and put anything else in there. Do not for the sake of social media destroy the work of God. Do not for the sake of popularity destroy the work of God. Do not for the sake of gambling destroy the work of God. Nothing should ever get in the way of the work of God. Nothing should ever stop me from being the example I am supposed to be and stop other people from living as God expects them to be. And if there's something in my life that is stopping the work of God, my first response should not be to defend it, but to sacrifice it. My own comforts My own hobbies should never be a stumbling block for someone else. And sometimes there may be people who are just very nitpicky with lives. And we get that. There are some people who are like that. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about if there is someone who is truly struggling with an action that we have or a hobby that we have, then our first response should be to look out for our own brother or sister's spiritual life. That's where our brotherly love comes in. That's where living peaceably comes in with all men, because I'm looking to what you need and what you're struggling with. In order to deal with mean people, it means I am willing to sacrifice, because sometimes the thing that is making someone mean or upset towards me is because of something that I have or I am doing. And sometimes it means I am willing to sacrifice what I have to make sure that they're not struggling or stumbling with something in their life. We as Christians should desire to live peaceably with all men. That means not just fellow Christians. That means not just fellow family members. But it means all men and women, even those who are mean or hurtful or rude to us. Because if we do not live peaceably with all men, if we struggle with that, and fail to do so, then we run the risk of not pleasing God with our lives. We run the risk of doing something that is not right in God's eyes just because we have our own personal grudge or disappointment in someone else. Dealing with mean people and trying to live peaceably with all men is a critical step to being a Christian. It's a critical step to trying to please God because that's what He expects of us. Will you pray with me about that? Heavenly Father, we come to you now, so thankful for the opportunity we have to study from your word and learn more about your expectations for us and for our lifestyle. Father, we pray that in those times where we have people who struggle with with us and who cause problems in our life, that we don't retaliate and we show respect to them we show love and kindness. We pray that we respond in ways that would be pleasing to you. We respond in peaceful ways ways that shine a light on who you are and the way you expect us to live. Father, we pray that when it comes to dealing with mean people or people in general, that you help us to understand what sacrifice might mean, what it might mean to be giving up something we may enjoy or see no problem with. And we pray that you will help us with that so that we might not be a stumbling block to someone and destroy the work of God. We thank you so much for your Son who came to this earth to die as a sacrifice for our sins. And it's in His name we pray. Amen. At every opportunity we have, we like to offer a chance to obey the gospel. Now, obeying the gospel comes from studying the Word and understanding that the way to be saved comes from faith. It comes from proclaiming God and Jesus as Son of God. It comes from proclaiming that Jesus did come to the earth and did die for our sins so that we have that opportunity, at salvation. We always love to have this opportunity because we have the water here. We have this chance for anyone who might desire it to, be, to become a son or a daughter of God. And if there's anybody in the audience here with that opportunity or desire, won't you come now while we stand and sing?